All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's after four o'clock. Welcome back. Monday edition. It's Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Uh, I love our vantage point here at the, at the Ewell Studios in West Edmonton Mall. Um, and I have a big window. It's massive. I can see all around. People always waving by. It's great, but I don't get to see it outside. Is it still snowing? I am so excited that we got snow. I was out shoveling again this morning. I'm just loving it. Uh, I was reading, like, it is so gross dry. And uh, I don't know anybody out there who uh, enjoys the smoke in the summer. Because summer in Alberta is awesome. But it sucks when it's smoky. It's nice out and you can't go outside. Brutal. So that's why all this. Anybody, you hear anybody complain, oh, we don't need snow. I don't like the snow. I'm like, well, do you like a little snow? Or do you prefer to not be outside? And you look out your window when the smoke is like a nine. Right, the air quality, and you can't go outside. I don't know anybody who likes that. When it's cold, you stay in the house because you don't really want to go outside. When it's nice out, you want to go outside, but you can't because the air quality is brutal. So that's why I never complain about the snow. I have no issue with it. So if it's snowing, bring it on. I don't care. I'll take a little bit of shoveling so then I can sit outside and go for runs and walks and play all the time because we don't have fires. That's that's how I view it. We'll see. Let's get to the uh, footy report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where if you ever have furnace issues, hey, guess what? Let's think positive. Maybe you're thinking about summertime and you need an AC unit and you're tired of having SWAS. You're like, I'm done with SWAS. I don't want it anymore. Guess what? No interest, no payments for one year on your AC unit as well. Think ahead at LegacyHeating.ca as uh, we are joined our weekly Monday contributor from uh, CBC Sports and uh, One Soccer, Andy Petrillo joins us. Andy, welcome back. Hope you had a good weekend. How are you doing? Can I just live in Malibu? 
Like, is that an option? Like, I don't want like I don't know, maybe. eat, and I don't. Well, want I guess do you do you, you could, but do you want to drive six hours to get to work every day? There's always pros and cons, right? There's always the pros Whatever. and cons, right? I just want to live on a beach. I keep fantasizing how I'm gonna. I I, I pulled one of those just so you ask how my weekend went. I did have a moment this weekend where I said I'm selling everything. Sell it all. I'm gonna go live in a hut by the beach. Oh. I had a moment. I had right. a moment this well, weekend. Yeah, but I'm good now. I'm good. Don't you have like cottage country out there in Ontario? You just go and live in a cottage for like half the year. Is there beaches at the cottage yeah. in, in Ontario? Yeah, but it's not the same. Oh. I'm talking about like I want to be where the heat is. And here's the thing: like I don't mind the cold either. I don't even mind the snow. We're just not getting any sun. I can't oh, okay. do this with no sun. Oh, that Why would suck. So dark? Why is it so gray? Yeah, that's, that's brutal. driving me crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know how people yeah. live in BC, man. Like, I give them credit for doing it, but f- being someone who's always used to sunlight, like, I remember stayed there for a month once I worked, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, do we ever get the sun <laughs> in this place? What the hell's happening? I'm living yeah. in Mordor, for goodness sakes. You guys know I live in the foggiest place on the planet. <laughs> yeah, right? well, hey, TR, how do, how do you like that, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, are you going to it? Like, do you go? Do you have to go and, and get suntan just to get some vitamin D, or how's that work? Yeah, I just you go to the tanning salon. We went a couple of years ago. My daughter and I looked at the foggiest place where the Guinness World Book of Records, and it's Grand Bank, Newfoundland, not far from here. Around the and St. John's is too far off. We we oh. appreciate it. I've, I've lived obviously in Alberta, yeah, in Edmonton and Red Deer for extended periods of time, and I just can't believe. <laughs> If you guys complain, it was like you can't see the sun for like two days straight, man. We go often a month. <laughs> Ugh, brutal. Yeah, I thought, dude, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I don't, a, a quick story. I went to Iceland in the middle of winter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That I was about to say the pub scene must be unreal. But like, I went to Iceland, dying to go back in the summer. But it was one of those where the sun would rise at eleven a.m. and it would set by three p.m. Wow. The last day that we were there, because we were always out sightseeing, touring. The last day we were there, we slept in. We stayed in the hotel. I opened the blinds. I looked out. I didn't even realize our hotel was on a marina because we left the hotel. It was dark. We came back. It was dark. Meanwhile, there's these like beautiful yachts right outside our hotel that my husband and I never saw until the last day because it was always so dark. Having said that, love Iceland. Definitely go back and recommend. Andy, we're going to get to some some hockey stuff with you a little bit, but I do want to start. The Canadian soccer debacle now you know it way closer than i am so i'm kind of on the outside but i'm like what the hell is going on so allison walker was the general secretary she was supposed to start today so they go through this whole hiring process yada 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 and then basically before her first day she's like you know what i changed my mind i'm out so did she change her mind did someone push her out what what happened well, we still don't know. We're hearing it's personal reasons. And then Canada Soccer came out with their own press release um, in some ways sounding like they were offering condolences. Like it was kind of weird, but they basically were like, you know, completely unforeseen personal matters have uh, prevented Allison Walker from taking this job. But it's just it's just compounding everything that is happening at the Federation. I mean, a few weeks ago, or I think it was just last week, actually, when it was announced, that Mauro Biello was going to stay on as the head coach for that very crucial game for the men on March 23rd, the qualifier for Copa America. A lot of people kind of raised an eyebrow because what we were told is that once a general secretary came on board, hence Allison Walker, who was announced last month, 
that we would start to get updates on this extensive search into a new head coach for the Canadian men's national team. I'm not saying it couldn't have been Mauro Biello, but the fact that that was announced last week, the week before Allison Walker was supposed to start, we all kind of raised an eyebrow and went, oh, okay, that's interesting. So clearly Canada Soccer already knew that she was stepping down. She makes the announcement today. And it's like, it is surprising. I would say it's surprising because this was supposed to be an extensive search. Jason DeVos had been the interim general secretary for a while. They have an outside company doing the search for them. They went through all these candidates, according to Canada Soccer, and they landed on her. This was supposed to be at the first ever woman to hold the position of general secretary at Canada Soccer, a woman who comes on over for MLSE, has all of this marketing experience as well. We're thinking, here we go. Let's start. Let's turn a new leaf here for 2024. And then the day she's supposed to start, she's like, deuces, I'm out, not mm. taking the job. So so now they have, do they just go to who is the second option or what do they do now? So apparently they're starting the search all over again. This outside firm is going to be making some money here. Um, they did say, though, that yeah. they would once again revisit the people who were shortlisted. So, yes, I would hope that this is a very quick process here because it's not just a matter of finding a new head coach, although they've bought themselves some time with that by naming Biello as the guy for March 23rd. But you do have, you know, this labor dispute. This is the biggest thing. You still have a labor dispute going on with the players. They still don't have a signed CBA. Um, The women have signed one, like one of those bridge ones. The guys have not signed one. And then, of course, I keep referring to it as like the ultimate CBA, which, of course, is the one – Uh, that the women are pushing for more than anything, which is the equal pay across the board, um, which means equal prize money, sharing the prize money equally. That's where the guys are digging their heels in. You know, I mean, that that's a debate for another day, but we all know that that is what's holding things up uh, as the main issue. And then there's all little things, but the problem is, is that if if Canada soccer doesn't have a leader, i.e. your general secretary to lead in these labor negotiation discussions, then it's not going to get done. Now, I keep re- referencing the American women. They were in a dispute with their federation for six years. They continue to play. They continue to win. Yeah. So do I think it's going to, like, if, if you were to ask me, do you think the players are not going to play? No. The men are going to play March 23rd. The women have uh, an invitational tournament, which was just announced as well, that they're going to play in April, she believes, Cup. Before that, they're playing in the Gold Cup. Then the women are going to the Olympics. Hopefully the men qualify. They're going to Copa. It's happened. They're going to play. Guys. Like They're going to play. It's just always going to be this like stinky cloud that is going to be over this federation until they get a general secretary who can get a labor, um, you know, CBA done just to just sign something. Right. Because this is uh, it's not going to look good heading into it. I know you might be saying, oh, my God, it's two and a half years from now. But again, like I said, American women, six years, they were in a battle. This is going to look really bad if the 2026 World Cup rolls around and your federation is still in shambles. Like, not going to look good at all. Andy, so uh, a lot of us soccer fans, uh, Canadian faithful, just witnessed the exit of one of the best players of all time, arguably the best, Christine Sinclair, from the game and an emotional exit at that. Now I read that she's mm-hmm. signing for another year with Portland, uh, the Thorns. Yeah. Now, is this is this waving, you know, hands and kissing babies, or is she going to actually play and contribute? What do we have to look forward to here? Yeah, and, and we, we always knew 
this was going to be the case because she made it perfectly clear that she was going to be retiring from the national team, but not the pro game, which is very common uh, in sports. And you kind of know, though, that it's obviously near the end. How many years she's going to play professionally, don't know. And I didn't realize, though, um, that she was actually a free agent when she said she wanted to play another year with Portland. She obviously felt very secure that they were going to resign her. But uh, to your point, though, she is an older player. She is somebody, at least under the previous coach, who oftentimes was coming on off the bench. She wasn't always a starter. I mean, father time has caught up. We just we saw that with the national team in many ways. But I do think Portland, they know what she brings. Um, they value what she brings. She's a leader. She's helped them win titles. And I think they, you know, they want her there. And, you know, yesterday, I kind of knew it like yesterday, it was one of those videos of like this goat. It was a real goat with some roses. I was like, what is happening right now? Why are they tweeting out this like video of a goat surrounded by roses with thorns? And I went, oh, they're about to make a Sinclair announcement. And then they did like literally within the hour before coming on here, uh, they made that announcement. So we'll see what she does. Um, if there's another year or not, I mean, I, I said this on the show before when I interviewed her before the national team exit, I said, could you foresee yourself playing in Canada? when this domestic league launches in 2025 and she flat out said no uh, a because she is older and B um, because she said, I'm a Portland thorn through and through. And that's, I want to retire a Portland thorn. Hmm. And she's like, I'll help project eight behind the scenes as much as I can, whatever that involves. I don't know. Nobody really knows. You know, I mean, obviously if Christine Sinclair tells you she wants to lend her voice to your cause, uh, you're going to say yes. Right. But from a playing perspective, she already made it clear. That she, she will not play. Has she mentioned coaching ever? Just curious there. So, I mean, like that, it'd probably be a good role model slash coach slash mentor. You know, where, where she would go with it uh, is anybody's guess, I suppose. It's funny because, I mean, Christine Sinclair is an odd bird. And I say that with a lot of love in my heart, Terry. Um, but she really is like, you know, this is somebody who hates talking to media, has avoided the media like the plague, never really does interviews. And as the captain of the team, like the national team, even in like crucial games, uh, would not speak to the media. And then I'm interviewing her again in her exit. And I kind of jokingly said to her, hey, now that you're going to retire, I have a, a place for you right beside me in studio to do analysis work because I was teasing her. I was expecting her to roll her eye, you know, roll her eyes, tell me to take a hike, whatever. And she looked at me and she goes, never say never. And I almost fell off my chair. I'm like, you, who <laughs> never wants to talk to the media, never wants to be on camera. You're telling me now you want to be an analyst. Yeah. And I read her book about a year ago. She wrote a book that came out and she, she talks about coaching where she's like, maybe I'll coach, but it's a lot of work. Maybe I'll be a specialty coach. Maybe I'll be like, you know, a striker coach, because obviously it's the same thing like in any sport, right? You have your main coach, but then you have a coach who focuses on offense, a coach who focuses on defense. So she did say that a head coach is too much work for her. She just has no interest in that. But she would uh, entertain being a specialty coach. So, yeah, but she's full of surprises. I'll say that. It, again, let's put it this way, Terry. If she completely disappears off the face of the earth, and like actually volunteers as one of the humans to go live on the moon, that would not surprise me. If she ended up doing TV work or coaching a team, that would not surprise me. Like, I just, I don't know what to expect from Christine Sinclair anymore. 
Yeah, yeah you know, I'm sure it's tough for a lot of players when all of a sudden, you know, I don't know what I want to do. And sh- sh- best thing is probably just take a year off and step away and then find out what you want rather than jump in too soon and then be like, oh, geez, this isn't what I want to do. So you don't want to be, yeah. you know, and, uh, now I guess one last one for you, Andy. You'd mentioned how, so yeah. like it, with, you know, going back to where we started at, uh, at Soccer Canada about uh, Allison Walker, like if it was a health concern, why didn't they just say this is a health concern? And, you know, we don't have to tell us what it is, but if it is a health yeah. concern, wouldn't they like normally if somebody has health reason like that, hey, you know what? They're, they can't fulfill the, you know, I got some health issues. We wish her all the best. You don't have to say what it is. It's no one's business. But like, I don't know that. That's why I was kind of it seemed odd to me. Am, am I reading that wrong or what do you think? Well, I mean, the, the words, I'll actually read what they said. Like, so Canada Soccer sent out an email that said unforeseen personal matter. And then Charmaine Crooks, president of Canada Soccer, said, our thoughts are with Allison as she deals with an unforeseen personal matter that sadly precludes her from taking on the role of general secretary. While we are looking forward to having, while we were looking forward to having her lead Canada Soccer, we fully understand and deeply respect her request for privacy. We wish her all the very best. So it's not, I don't know if it's health, but you're looking at that and you're kind of sitting there going, whoa, that seems heavy, right? Unforeseen personal matter. Thoughts are with her, uh, respecting her privacy. So you're like, what What happened? And maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll know down the line. Um, but I just, and, and this could easily just be, like a, a, a situation where it's just bad luck uh, for Allison, whatever she's dealing with, and also for the Federation. But guys, we know the jokes are already flying, right? Like Canada soccer can't get anything right. Canada's like now they don't have a general secretary. Like what's going on? So they have people within the Federation now who are part of this like transitional leadership group is what they're calling it. Yeah. And they're going to, um, they're going to begin right away. Look, so corn fairy is the name of the company, the global organization consulting firm, who's going to be conducting uh, this worldwide search again. So hopefully it's it's speedy because, like you said, right. why would they not just go to the second, third, or whatever yeah. choice, right? Because I'm sure they had a bunch of shortlisted people. So hopefully it's quick. Andy, as always, appreciate your time. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. That is uh, Andy Petrillo from uh, CB. And one soccer. Uh, we will return. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you on Sports 1440. We got a lot of text to get to more on the Oilers, Corey Perry, Dylan Holloway, a little NFL chatter, and more here on the Monday edition of the Gregor Show, Sports 1440, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 429. Welcome back. How are you, Jason Greger? Connor Halley. We got a lot of texts coming in. Ooh, the rumor mill is firing out there. People wondering. Hey, guys, I see people talking about the Oilers and Tarasenko and Gensel. What do you think from Doug? Well, Doug, where does, and I keep repeating this, where does Edmonton have the money? So if if they're acquiring Gensel, and here's the reason why Gensel to me would make very little sense. I think the chances of him re-signing in Edmonton are very low. Right? He's an American. Lots of the American likes playing in the U.S. You can like it or not. That's just a fact. So I don't think Ken Holland, like when he gave up a first for Ekholm because he had massive years of term left. Ken Holland has has said it pretty openly. He doesn't really want to give up a first for a guy who's just a rental for two months. So Gensel, and what if like, what if Pittsburgh still is in the playoffs come March 6th? They kind of went all in. Are they suddenly going to change and be like, well, now we're going to trade Gensel? I guess it's possible. 
So, and I like Gensel's. I mean, hey, he's got a lot of playoff experience, no doubt about that. Right? He's won uh, one or two, maybe only one. Maybe he wasn't there for the first one. I can't remember. Um, it might have just been one cup that Jake Gensel has. Yes, he wasn't there for the first one. So, you know, he's won a cup. And you know, he's a good player. He uh, scored, like, scores in the playoffs. I, uh, you know, he would be the, but he shoots left. I think Edmonton kind of needs more of a right winger, to be honest, than a left winger. Now, I guess he can play the opposite wing. As for Tarasenko, he makes five mil. So even if they're retaining half, he's still 2.5. So in order to make the orders fit in a 2.5 player, they got to ship out to, so are you going to trade Fogel and something else to get Tarasenko? Are you sure that makes you better? I kind of like what Fogel brings to this team. He's he's definitely not the shooter, Tarasenko. I'll totally give you that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold that those are fits for me. Maybe the owners have a different view. Terry, would you like considering cap space and what the cost is? Would either one of those interest you? Interest, yeah, but with the cat, yeah, I, I agree with you. Listen, I, I I'm trying to look now. Maybe, maybe I'm out to launch share of people because. I've missed some news, but is Sean Monahan available? Oh he yeah, he's to... still available. Yeah, yeah. No, he. I mean, the guy like that was. I mean, how much does he make? One point nine five. Like he's, you know what? Yeah, he his cap hit is very manageable, right? You uh, you ship you acquire him, you ship out a player who makes nine hundred grand in Montreal, um, retains half, and and you're even there, and then you're just paying for the you know whatever the prospects are to make it work, right? Yeah, like I think I Sean Monahan's a guy I've said it many times. Like that trade makes more sense cap wise. I think it makes more sense if you want, because then you could move McLeod to the left wing if you wanted to, right, and have Sean Monaghan as your third-line center. So, you know, that one makes more sense financially. Um, I don't think the uh, the cost for a Monaghan is going to be as high as a Jake Wall, definitely not as high as a Jake Gensel, and he makes more sense than, than Tarasenko, for sure, to me. Yeah, so that's where my head is. Um I like Tarasenko and Gensel as players, obviously. Obviously, I mean, they're fantastic players. But do they even fit as well as someone? I mean, for me, I'd love to see, you know, you think of the Oilers' needs all year. Forward didn't really pop into your head first. But, you know, I'd like to see a good third-line center that fits there. And I, I just think Tarasenko and Gensel, given what they make and where they'd expect to play, might not be the perfect fit. Yeah, like, and Tarasenko is another left shot. Um, I, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think Edmonton needs a right. Now, I know he can play right wing, but I think they would like a right wing. Now, I know Fogel has more success on the right wing, so hey, I guess you can have a left winger there for sure. But um, yeah, I don't. It's a, it's an interesting one to to try to upgrade that second line right wing. I think it's valid, but like, I don't know why it's Tarasenko. The last few years hasn't like. Tarasenko no. when they won the cup. Yeah, if I'm getting that Tarasenko, but I haven't seen that guy for a few years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all speculation. Maybe he's still there. But uh, for me, it's just not the perfect fit. You're going into such a game now of, uh, you know, game of inches is, is one thing. But, um, you know, whatever move you make is really going to help define your playoff run. So you got to think this out. I think two of those play, play, players that you mentioned, uh, Gensel, Tarasenko, they're, they're 
shiny in the store window and you want to you, you definitely want to inquire and you and you want to really think about what they could do to bolster that offense it would be great but again if you sit back and look at the big picture is that exactly what the order because you, you would have to exactly you would have to, the cap space alone right you're going to have to get rid of something if not a lot and is that as important as bringing those guys in i really don't know um, but I, I, no, I would bet against either one of those players coming to Edmonton. Terry Ryan joins us, uh, Jason Greger. I, I would, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I know we get lots of text about Mark Andre Fleury, and I'll just Mark Andre. I think people are in love with the name Mark Andre Fleury. Have you seen him play this year? And he makes three point five million. Even if they retain half, it's one point seven five. Even if you put Calvin Pickard in the trade. You're still needing to find another million dollars in cap space for a backup. What does CC make? Pardon? What does uh, Cody CC make? Three point two five. Okay. Yeah, and and like, if you want to upgrade the the right D position, like to me, I go through the teams that are that are out of it because those are the teams that are going to trade you a defenseman, right? There, you know what? Teams that are out of it. So Anaheim doesn't have a right pair defenseman who's better than Cody CC. San Jose doesn't. Now, you have Seth Jones in Chicago. We all know the cap. It's impossible, right? So I would say no to Chicago. Um, you've got Damon Severson in Columbus, but he makes a boatload of money, just signed a huge ticket. I don't see how it fits. And you, you go up and there's very... Now, Sean Walker, uh, what guy had made a a post about Walker and, you know, he has pretty good numbers and like the things that you would like CC to be better at getting back on puck retrievals and, and making plays. Those are things that shot Walker does very well. No debate. So you'd get an upgrade there. But then the concern is can Sean Walker at five foot 11 defend in the playoffs, the other team's top players. Cause that's what Cody CC does, right? Cody CC. That's what he does. So like when I look at playoffs, unless you're Makar or Fox or Hughes, who are like Norris Trophy winners, or kind of freaks at smaller guys. Name other five foot eleven defensemen. They're like, wow, that guy's a really good defender, but he's not elite offensively. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of them. Tr. And I just, I think it's hard, especially when in the playoffs now. So you have a five eleven. Let's just say that um, you know what you get Vegas, and now you got to go up against Vegas's top six forwards on virtually every shift. Right, like it's it's different being five eleven in the regular season when you play Anaheim one game and then you play San Jose, then you play Vegas, then you play Boston, you go around. Right? It's different. So that's my concern about Walker to me playing because Darnell Nurse plays a ton of minutes. And and I still when I watch the games, look when Toronto was in here. They started out with Bouchard and Ekholm against Matthews line. They didn't like him. They went to Nurse and CeCe. Right? Um, so to me, to upgrade Cody CC at a cost, if I could find, and I've looked, maybe I'm missing, but I've looked at all the teams. I can't find a right defenseman that I look and say, okay, I'm willing to take him on. I trade Cody CC if they're even willing to do it. And then I add in the other pieces and then somehow I make the cap hit work. Right. That's the other thing. Like who else am I moving outside of CC to make the cap hit work? Right. So the, the moving upgrading Cody CC at the deadline is, is a lot harder in reality than it is in theory. I was thinking CC for Flurry, but oh, a terrible still, trade. Well, you'd still have to get get a D in there somehow. But you can't. Flurry makes more than CC. So even if you convince him to retain half, now you've got 1.75 million in cap space and you're going to get a top pair right D for 1.75? 
I don't see how it works. Mm. Yeah, like, and like Flurry's numbers in Minnesota aren't that, like, they're not that great this year, right? Like, now, their team defense isn't the way Edmonton's playing. I get it. But when I look at Edmonton's goalie situation and how Calvin Pickard's played, and, yeah. then, and I look at how Jack Campbell's played now for 12 games in the minors, and I say, if my backup might only be used for two games in the playoffs, because I think our backups are good enough to, to win me half their games down the stretch, maybe more, maybe six out of ten, great, then do I really want to pay all the asset to do it for a guy that might not play? right? Where And, and who clearly isn't better. Right. That's that's to me, it's is Flurry clearly better, not reputation, but in play today. Is he clearly better? His save percentage and other numbers. You know, Kevin Woodley's told us something. Kevin, he's coming up later. He'll tell us like, you know, he said it last week. He's like, hey, man, I love Mark Andre Fleury. He's a Hall of Famer, but his underlying numbers aren't great. So I, I think he's going to go to Colorado in some places. But I just I don't know. I'm not sure like for Edmonton who has no cap space and I really if I could only make one move, is that the move I'm making? For me personally, I wouldn't do it. I'd rather want to get an addition that's gonna play every night in the playoffs. Yeah, don't get me wrong here. I I, I was speculating, it sounded interesting and uh on some level still does to me. But but here's the thing. I um I think I I honestly, if I'm the Oilers, I'm really attracted to the Campbell option as a backup. I mean, you're paying them anyway. All the, I mean, I for 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 Leafs Nation out there, there got to be some Leafs fans listening. You know, Samsonov was down, and and you were probably yeah. wondering if the same thing was going to happen. Now he just came off a good, but because these are good goalies, what I'm saying, it's in them. It just sometimes you know gets in their head a little bit. As me, an outsider looking in, that's what I see. So, you know, maybe, maybe if, if he can work out, you know, for the leaps, then all of a sudden the last few weeks was merely a fork in the road, a hiccup, if you will. Now, what the orders got with Campbell is more than a hiccup, but if he's acceptable and Skinner has really, really turned it on. I mean, you ignore the beginning part of that year. Really, really, I'm serious. People think I'm nuts. I would put him in the top six or seven for Vezina. You know, so we're talking, this guy really turned it on. I think we're safe to say he's the number one. Well, I don't know. You got that number two in Campbell. And if a guy like that comes in with nothing to lose, the guys like Campbell, if they come in with absolutely nothing to lose, I think that mindset that has so often been their Achilles heel might go the other way, right? If no one's expecting anything, hey, you know, could be. So you might get injured a few years ago in the playoffs. I think Mike Smith maybe got injured. I think I might be might be wrong there, but it happens to teams, right? And you might need a guy to go in for a game or two. Scott Darling with the Chicago Blackhawks, um, you know, I don't know when that was a few years ago now, but you know, you don't see that coming. But you know, if you if you get a guy that goes in and is there's absolutely no expectation, doesn't have to play a lot, you never know what can happen. Yeah, like the Campbell one, the more he plays, better down in the American League. I think it re- it reduces the need for Edmonton to look for another goalie because I think Stu- and especially if Skinner keeps playing the way he's playing, Stuart Skinner's your starter. There's no debate in my mind. And if he only plays 55 games, he's your every night start in the playoffs. And you know, if there's a blowout one way, positive or negative, maybe a guy comes in for the third to rest him. Sure, but you know what? I think they're just looking for a backup who can be reliable. And hey, Jack Campbell last year in the playoffs, limited minutes, played quite well. So. You know what? I, I loved your example there about Samsonov. He went down shorter period of time, 
And if and he, you know what? Worked on his game. Jack Campbell's game has improved a lot here in the last three weeks. The numbers back it up. And as you said, Terry, like yeah, and, and most people, if you're nine twenty, nine twenty five in the American League, they're like, Okay, I want that goalie to come up to the NHL. So, you know, if Jack Campbell's doing that for an extended period of time, then he becomes a viable option is all. As a as and it doesn't cost you anything. All of that, well, the only thing it costs you is you can't carry 22 men on the roster. You can only carry 21. So Phil Kemp would have to go down, right? That's basically what it would cost you. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you. We'll get to uh, five questions and more on The Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, man, that's bringing back memories of Barry T's right there. Woo! That is a great tune. Oh, yeah, baby. Pump up the jam. Even TR probably uh, in his cowboy boots, maybe his uh, snakeskin Cowboy boots, getting on the dance floor of that, TR? I didn't hear the song coming in. I, what was it? Did oh. you say Pump Up the Jam? Yeah, yeah. Uh, by Technotronic. No, no, not Pump Up the Jam. Um, wasn't That wasn't Pump Up the Jam, Cons? That was, yeah. Oh, it was, all Technotronic, right. Technotronic, yeah. Okay. Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic also yeah. had Move This. Yeah, Move This. And uh, they had one more. It was a faint ripple. I got the, those. I was like, the, I got the power by Snap. Great tune too. Get up, get on the dance floor, maybe. Oh, oh the power by Snap, yeah. and my favorite by Snap, rhythm is a dancer. Yes. Oh yes. Oh boy, that's that's my top five dance songs of all time. Buddy, it's there's always... some beauties, beauties in there. I love it. Everybody by Black Box, another classic. Whew. Go back to the late eighties, early nineties, right now. Here, I believe. I believe the lead singer for. Technotronic was Yakid K. There you go. Check me on that. I believe Yakid right. K. Really? I believe so. Yeah. Mm, mm, there you that go. was a big, uh, big jam. And then right into that, remember the uh, CNC Music Factory? Oh, that, buddy. <laughs> that, that was a sound for a while. Oh, yeah. buddy! CNC Music Factory was awesome. Oh, every song was good. Yeah. Oh man, so funny. I still uh, we had um, we had a ball tournament that we played. In uh, might have been playing in Edson, um, and uh, like you know, they're gonna gonna make you sweat was a classic, but uh, things that make you go hmm, oh, and yeah. um, so uh, obviously remember in um, in Bull Durham when the uh, manager comes out of the dugout and they're talking about uh, wedding gifts, right? And they don't know what to go. Oh, candles are a good gift and all that. So uh, yeah. one of our friends at the time had uh, ended up uh, him and the two teammates on our team. We were on a mixed uh, slow pitch team, and a guy and a girl had ended up. Uh, uh, making out on the trip. So, of course, we were mocking them. And so we pull in everybody and uh, you know, they would just start joking that, of course, now, now they're going to get married. And so we're, we're reenacting the scene. Oh, still. Yeah. And that, and that song was playing the whole time. Oh, cause we just kept singing things that make you go home and they would use a line about them. And oh, oh they That's hated us. They hated us like by that. the weekend, but the rest of the team we thought was the greatest thing. Oh my God. Still so funny. Uh, One of the great scenes of all time, by the way, in Bull Durham. Maybe. Oh, it is. It's unbelievable. But yeah, old Ted. He was our pitcher. He threw his glove up in the air and walked out to the field because he just couldn't handle the jokes anymore. Well, it wasn't even that mad. I just think he knew like he was he was beaten. He had nothing left to say, so he just kind of <laughs> threw his glove up in defeat and went and stood out in left field in a game of scrub. <laughs> but oh, that song was awesome back in the day. So good. I think everybody has. I don't care who you are. I will guarantee most people from the age of eighteen to twenty two, there are certain songs that still the minute they hear it. It's like this is one of the greatest times of my life. Everybody has a few songs like that, and it can be different, the song, because it reflects to a certain situation in their life. 
and uh, they talked about the psychology of music. And most people will always say that their most favorite music is music they had kind of at, you know, 16 to 20. And that remains their favorite music for their life. That's interesting. I never thought of it like that. But, but you know, there's a lot of you're a child growing into an adult. I think there's a lot of life altering moments. Oh, for High sure. school, if it's junior hockey, whatever sport, whatever university you decide to go to. I, so I think that I think that makes sense to me. It, it doesn't surprise me at all, though. I never thought about that. Yeah. So. Well, and you just think about how many, well, like you look back when you're older, I'm like, God, if I'd known how a great phase of my life, like some people were like, ah, they hated high school and I could get it maybe if you're bullied or something. I hope that never happened to you. But from the, like 18 to 22 for long, I mean, 18 to 25 and kind of might have even stretched it to 30 for me. My party years were a little extended, but, um, I look back and I was like, especially for a few years, like you just don't have that much responsibility in life. And if you knew at the time how enjoyable you'd be, to have very little responsibility because eventually would change. I wish we'd known that. Someone say, you know what? Like you're never going to have this little responsibility again in your life. So enjoy the moments because even when you do something bad goes wrong, you're still, ah, could be worse because you know it's different. You get married, you have kids, you got mortgage payments, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, love my life now, but I just, at that time of your life, it's just, there's, you have less cares in the worry. And you have, there's your, your experience, uh, like I associate songs and smells too. I mean, the all senses really, but, but for me, it's mostly songs and smells with, with times like that. But it's that you're, you're experiencing so much then for the first time yeah, as an probably, adult. It's one thing, probably, you know, yeah. to see the Smurfs for the first time growing up to eat with a fork <laughs> the first time. We don't really remember, but you know, the first time that you've got feelings for a girl, or guy, whatever I might 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 go all the way, or third base, whatever you want, or or the you know you're you're graduating high school, you're you're entering whatever it is university or the workforce, whatever it might be. The odds are so for the majority of people, you know there, there, there's so many things that are coming of age that you're doing for the first time that that makes total sense to me. Let's get to uh, five questions now brought to you by The Brick. And if it's your first time and maybe you've been living on a rock and you've never been to The Brick, well, you should go because uh, you can get fantastic deals in every department. Right now, uh, well, it's $1,700 off furniture. And hey, gentlemen, your favorite piece of furniture, the recliner, on sale right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one for you today with Corey Perry in Edmonton. Uh, what do you think the ideal role for him would be in this lineup? In which area does he immediately improve this team? Uh, we already touched on it a bit, but short answer, I'd say third line, second PP. I think he improves um, for the obvious ways we talked about, but let's say he's going to be a big-time leader for this team, I believe. I will say he improves their jerk factor and <laughs> great way to put it in the uh, right in the in the engaged battles they're better. Yeah. He does he is right in there all the time so I think that helps I think having guys like that you love guys like that on your team it doesn't matter even at younger levels everybody remembers the guy who's just like that and some guys just have it naturally more than others so I think they're and you know what third or fourth line I, I don't know if there's a set one I need to see who he plays with and maybe there's a little bit of chemistry with other guys but uh, I could see him you know I honestly I'm not sure the Edmonton owners third and fourth line is going to be separated that much five on five I think you bring in Dylan Holloway in the mix now 
I think um, you know you you look at those lines, and it's going to be it's going to be some good competition to see who who stays in the lineup every night right now. That's a good problem to have. I think the Oilers have thirteen forwards here, and there's going to be some good battles on a nightly basis in the bottom six on who's staying in. Question number two with Corey Perry and Dylan Holloway uh, making returns to the Oilers lineup or joining the Oilers team. What do you think is next on the list for Ken Holland? That's a good question. Um, well, I still think if he could get a natural right shot center, he'd look at it. So that's an option. Um, I still think he'll look for a, for a right winger with some scoring. But I'll say this. The one guarantee I will say is that Ken Holland will add a veteran depth defenseman. That's for sure. I think he's going to get a number seven who has more experience than Phil Kemp, like a Zach Bogosian or somebody like that. Yeah, that's where I was going with the D part. I even, <clears throat> I don't even mind CC when I suggested trading. I, I just think they need a little bit of a boost there. Need might be the wrong word. I think the Stanley Cup can, uh, number one bet right now. I, that's, I really do believe that. Um, but you can always improve, and that would be fantastic if they could get a depth D with a little. Let's let's throw in a little bit of grit. I wouldn't mind that either. I know they don't grow on trees, but. Let's see. Question number three for you guys. Do you think that Patrick Wall was the correct hire for the Islanders going forward? The correct hire? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a downside to it. I mean, if there is one, he's a very hard-nosed coach from what I've heard. But I've also known – I've heard more good than bad. I've heard people that played for him that didn't love him. But when it came to coaching and success, I don't think you can argue with that. And it's it's Patrick Wall. It's a – playing legend, a coaching legend with a history of winning. And if there's, uh, you know, I like to bet on players with success and coaches with success, and I don't see any reason to change that philosophy now. Um, That's a good question. I, I don't know how he can say he was the correct hire. If they, if they win, then it's the right hire, I guess. Now, not win the cup. I mean, just continue to win. So I... Something needed to change there. Like they just, they weren't as consistent defensively as they have been for years. And it's not like they changed their team and suddenly it was like, hey, we brought in a lot of offensive minded guys, right? So I think Patrick Waugh will get the intention of his team. He's a fiery guy. I also think he's learned a lot over his time coaching and being out of the NHL. So uh, to me, it's an intriguing hire. I can't say it's the right hire because I'm not sure there's a, I'm not sure there's a correct hire for any organization. How many people in Edmonton? How many people in Edmonton thought Paul Coffey was a terrible hire? Think about it, and they're grossly wrong. So I don't, uh, I can't say for certain if Raw is correct or not. I got to see what he does. Question four of the four remaining teams in the NFL playoffs: Whose odds do you like the most to win the Super Bowl? Ooh, that's a good question. Like. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but actually, I really like the Ravens. I kind of want Lamar to win. So I guess I'll go with Baltimore. My gut instinct. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I looked at all four, trying to figure what to do, and I just find it really, really hard to bet against Mahomes. I, I find it hard. So I guess... That's if, if I'm going with my gut feeling. Yeah, I don't like to, to bet against greatness, and I just <laughs> I see him there, and I uh, and not only not only Mahomes, and I know the Chiefs haven't been as good this year. A lot of people counted them out, and I know the three other teams are are wagons, but I'm just going to go with that because I find it hard to get bet against them. Final question for you guys today: It was on this day in 2018, Netflix became the largest digital entertainment company in the world. Their net worth became $100 billion. So, in honor of that, do you have a favorite Netflix original show or movie? Uh, so, I love Black Mirror. There's some misses in that series, but I, I like how it really makes you think. And it, I guess, poses some, some of the negative possible effects of the digital age. And I don't know any show that really does that. Uh, you know, Twilight Zone was unique when it came out. Not that I was around. That was the 50s. But this is a tweak on it that couldn't really have been written at any other time. So I do love that, although it's not my favorite. Um, the Last Dance was one of the best docs I've ever seen. Um, I absolutely loved BoJack Horseman, but I think my favorite to ever come across would be Ozark. Oh, yeah. I really like Ozark, so I won't copy you. I'm gonna go with uh, with Narcos, mm. and um, I, uh, I I really liked it, man. So I'll go with Narcos. There's, uh, um, yeah, I'll go with uh, that's what I'll go with. Cons, what about you? Yeah, lots of good ones out there. Squid Game was a good watch, uh, but I'm gonna say Stranger Things. Mm. Looking forward to the uh, the final season whenever we get it. Oh. And you know what? Like, I will say a movie that I really liked, and obviously, you know, the the last year for the first few years, and and obviously, what happened uh, um, after the fact. So, don't House of Cards yeah. was amazing. Like that was up there with me too. Like, it yeah, was amazing for yeah. the longest time. So, um, yeah. But there, that's it. I I totally agree with you, man. Like, you can't judge things just on other things. The noise that happened around it, whatever you block that out. And you look at that show in a box, and it's fantastic. Yeah. So, 
Like there's shows you see on Netflix that aren't Netflix originals, so that's why I didn't want to. I was we were only going with Netflix originals, so they've obviously done. And it. by the way, I do want to say Arrested Development's my favorite show of all time. I oh, guess God. season four would have been a Netflix original. Yeah, that's why I didn't include that. It's my favorite by a landslide too. So I should say that. Yeah, no, I like it. Tr. Have yourself a wonderful uh, week. We will chat with you on uh, Thursday when the orders could be already on a 14-game heater. They got the Columbus Blue Jackets before then, then Chicago on Thursday, Nashville on Saturday. And uh, there's a chance. Like, I think there's a realistic chance that they go 16 in a row, which is crazy. And that just, I want it because that means then you, you have some break, which you build up the hype, and then it's Vegas and the Oilers in Vegas to tie the NHL record. Like, the order's against the defending champs. So it, it won't get easy, but think about that. You could tie the record against the defending champs on their home ice. That is, it's a great story. So It's a great story for fans and players alike. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Conman. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Edmonton. We'll see you guys in just a few days. You betcha. Let's get to uh, the comment on a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. Ooh, baby. If you haven't tried it, what do you mean waiting for? So I've been uh, local. Did you know it started right here in our the city? Uh, Dale, genius, started the idea. And now it's a pretty successful company. They give tons back in the community. So I highly recommend it. Try out there. Download the new rewards app. You can save, get great food, and know that you're sporting local with Booster Juice. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 